Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the Smitty FM podcast. I am your co-host, Justin Smitty Smith, and with me as always is my faithful co-host, the OD to my Garfield, Ryan Ragayami. Hello. How you Hi. doing? Good, how are you? Oh, good. I was going to try and pretend to be like, who's Odie? But I, I know who Odie is. Yeah. You know, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big yellow friendly dog, so I'll take it. <laughs> big dumb dog. Big dumb dog who doesn't like lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, you know, not too bad. Things are going yeah. pretty well. Things are going pretty well. Good. Mm-hmm. Got my seltzer water. We're recording a show. Uh, it's late on Saturday night. We're going to lose an hour of sleep tonight. It's good. Yeah, let's do it. Life could be better. Go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> uh, so, how was your week? Doing anything fun? Or just working no. for the man? No, I'm just working. <laughs> it's like a long week. Yeah. Uh, a couple couple late nights this week, but all in all, you know. I got through it. You know, yeah. It was, you know, there were a couple of annoying days, but yeah. yeah. Got through them. So, yeah, that's about it. Uh, today, family and I played some Switch for a little bit. The boys has become their oh, thing on the go. weekends. And, like I've told you, they both, because anytime they've seen commercials, they commercials say Nintendo Switch. So, mm-hmm. my boys. Daddy, can we play Nintendo Switch? Mm-hmm. And like, like just the just like the full name aspect of it always gets me. Always yeah. makes me laugh. And it's hard to say no when they do that. Yeah, too. it's really hard so, to say and, no. Uh, sometimes Mrs. Smitty's in. Sometimes she's not. She played today. We did two uh, two rounds of Mario Kart. So that it's was a solid. Was good. Did that. Did that after dinner. So nice. uh, one that. It creates the less or the least amount of like issues. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. with Smash Brothers, my youngest gets upset because you can like you noticeably are losing. Uh, yeah. And we have Mario Party, and he has a hard time with some of the mini games. Okay. And like the last few times we I played with the boys, we didn't do like we did like the actual game, and that was just too much for the two of them. So. We would just go oh. and just do mini games. Yeah, which is the nice part of, of like the newest Mario Party games that you can just go right to the mini games. You don't have to yeah. mess around with the but, full. Yeah, but like my youngest had a harder time with it, so we, so it's kind of like Mario Kart is a good one. They both uh, we had gotten them for Christmas a Paw Patrol game yes. that they like, but a one player game. But like no each bueno. level, but like each level is broken up into like two sections so you have two like of the pups so like they know they'll take turns like if it's like one of them is like they'll be like i want to go first but like if the second pup is like one of their favorites and they'll do that one and oh that's cool so that one kind of works but as far as like all of us playing together mario kart is definitely one of the better options and nice yeah so we did that after dinner and before they went to bed. So that that was decent. Very good, very yeah. good. Uh, How are you? Uh it wasn't too bad. It was my first like full week back at at. Uh, I almost said back at school. <laughs> back at work. Back to school. Um, 
and uh, yeah, it went it went well. Um, you know, mail was you know pretty light. It's this time of year; it just starts to slow down a little bit. So, um, and then baby's doing good. Uh, Grace is doing good. Um, she's growing the way that she's supposed to be growing and eating eating a lot, just a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, but she's still. We've uh, we've started calling her Princess Peanut, so, um, and then uh, yeah, we've been we've been we gotten into this game that we got at Christmas, but we we haven't really started playing it with any sort of regularity until the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's called um, Big Brain Academy. Um, and it's actually like a really fun kind of like, uh, not, I don't want to say necessarily quiz game. It's more, it's like, a just kind of like a brain teaser, brain puzzle type of game, but you're trying to do it quick and, you know, um, you're trying to be the first one to get it right. If you, the first one to get it right, you get the most points and then, you know, down the line. Uh, so some of them. Like, I really don't get, I really don't, like, know, <laughs> like, or I can't, like, figure it out, like, in my brain, like, like you know, like, certain things with shapes and everything like that. Like, sometimes it takes my brain, my stupid brain, a really long time to, like, perceive it. Uh, but then other times it's, like, super fast, you know. And anything, obviously, as you know, anything with numbers. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're frequent numbers. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, so that's been fun. And I've been playing, um, Monster Hunter Rise, uh, which has been really cool. Um, very, uh, very fun game, but very Japanese. So Japanese. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Um, <clears throat> and then, uh, I got that crazy difficult Elden Ring game that everybody's been talking about too and oh, haven't yeah. played very much of that because it's it's very hard and Monster Hunter's easier so and the Switch is more you know readily available so I can just grab that and sit on the toilet and play for a little bit you know if I really want to <laughs> so but uh, but yeah that's all that's all we got going on just uh, oh, we, my mother-in-law. We're having a birthday party for her tomorrow at the house, so that'll be fun. Oh, nice. Uh, when listeners hear this, it'll be uh, you'll be hearing this the day after. So, uh, sorry, not invited. You know, but yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, but anyways, uh, yeah, that's all. It's like it's weird. Like after last week, our whole episode basically was like our life recap of the last you know few weeks, and now it's yeah. like. Back to normal. Back to normal. Back yeah. to the same old nothingness. Yep. Less than ten minutes, and it's like, yeah, we got stuff. We gotta. We better figure out uh, stuff to talk about. So, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, this is something kind of topic. I don't want to say topic light, but just kind of like, yeah, you know, nothing like super crazy going on. I mean. There is crazy stuff going on in the world right now, but we aren't equipped yeah. to talk about no. <laughs> those uh, those topics. So you will, not, you will not hear deep uh, socioeconomic talk about the Ukraine-Russia conflict. You're going to hear about Spotify and their business practices. 
That's where you're going to yeah. hear about. How about that for a segue, Smitty? How about yes. that? Yes. <laughs> sure. Sure, that was a segue, sure. <laughs> hey, it's better than, uh, so moving on. <laughs> Not um, the uh, moving on. So, so we, we, we use Spotify. We had an episode, uh, you know, where we went over our 2021 recaps of our Spotify profiles, what we listened to, all that stuff. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Whew. And, um, and we were meant, we were thinking like, oh man, like Spotify has been considered to have like, maybe not necessarily shady, but just like unfair business practices, I would say, as far as like the scale of how much revenue artists get that publish, you know, their music on Spotify, which is essentially anybody and everybody that has ever made music in the history of the world is on Spotify. Um, And so you've got to get many, I think millions of listens in order to get any sort of money kicked back to you from Spotify. Um, and we did not, <laughs> we did not, I, I at least I did yeah. like do that, look up the actual numbers. Um, but let's see. Oh, how much money do artists make on Spotify? Um, so it says, oh no. Joe Rogan firing no, back the no, moldy musicians no, waging war on no. free thought. Can you hear that? This weekend, Joni Mitchell no. and guitarist Nils oh, Lofgren joined uh, Neil Young's boycott oh of Spotify. Wow. I hope the <laughs> recording can hear. <coughs> it was like. I just hear you freaking out saying It took no. me to Fox News, and then there was like a little commercial down in the corner of some little clip. And it was like a lady talking. I'm like, oh no! I hope, I hope people, I hope it's not in the recording. If it is, I apologize. Um, but anyways, um, but yeah, like, I think I just saw. Um, that there is okay. While Spotify has not publicly shared how much artists get for streaming music on the platform. Business Insider reports that the streamer shells out point zero zero three three dollars to point zero zero five four dollars per stream, meaning a song could have to be streamed three times for an artist to make a penny. Jeez. So they're getting fractions of a cent, and and I understand. Like they get ad revenue if if people have free profiles, or you get the monthly subscriptions like we subscribe monthly, and um, so I get it. Like I understand. Like you know that is the way that their business model works. Um, but uh, I don't know. I I, I heard. <clears throat> I think I told you about this this week because I heard a different show that I listened to talk about how band so Bandcamp got bought by Epic Games. I don't know if you saw that. Yes. Um in Bandcamp's entire I think 12 or 13 year history, they have brought in about 900 million dollars in revenue. Which sounds like a lot, 
but over a course of that many years, it's actually not that much, especially compared to something like Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, stuff like that. And what they do on Bandcamp <clears throat> is that you search for an artist, say you like that artist, you want to buy their album. Uh, one of the guys on the Play, Watch, Listen thing, he's a, he's a musician, he said that people have actually paid more they've gone above and beyond and left a note saying i wanted to pay you for this music and pay extra because this music was really special to me i needed i needed it for my wedding or i needed it for you know some sort of ceremony some something special and so that's why they wanted to give extra money and so he suggested why couldn't spotify kind of adopt the same thing spotify apple music where you can contribute at least part of your subscription fee directly to an artist that you like not unlike twitch twitch you can like pay to like tip twitch streamers you can you choose which ones to subscribe to you know and twitch takes their cut and then the streamer gets their cut so what do you think it was a lot sorry (laughs) yeah Correct. Yeah. That was a lot. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's, like there's really no good way to go about it. Like I think the best thing would be like, you know, if you could donate or like figure out a way to do like a direct to artist. Mm-hmm. But like the fact, yeah, the fact that like Spotify has like millions of users and artists. Yeah, barely, you know, have to have, like, several streams just to, like, get... Okay, so we just had a quick tech issue, and Ragai paused it quick, and now we're back. Yeah. Uh, so, as I believe I was saying, I think it's really messed up that, like, it takes them, like, artists so many listens just to get, like, a few cents yeah. on a dollar. Yeah. Like, I mean, by that way, like... It feels almost like when we were talking about the other day, like, you know, not that much better than, like, Napster and LimeWire. Nope. (laughs) Like, you're getting the official music now, but, like, just, like, artists are barely seeing money for it. So it's just... We're only getting the official music because Spotify has now partnered with the record labels. Not because right. they're getting it illegitimately. <laughs> That's the only yeah. reason we're getting it like this. And like I know a lot of people who like you know to you know have canceled Spotify memberships because they don't think it's right and all that. And I, yeah, I mean that's yeah, yeah. Like it's just like yeah, like yeah. If they could have like a wave that you could be like yeah, okay, here's my monthly amount, and I'd like. You know, two dollars this month to go to this band and yeah, do something like that or just something. But yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, I guess the bigger bands, it's not really concerned. But not like, really a thing anything that is a major band, like might be a, you know, could be a solid way for them to get revenue, and it's not. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's a bummer. It it's. It, not that long ago, I mean, even going into the 21st century, we were still buying CDs. And I miss buying CDs. Buy, yeah, buying CDs 
was a direct way to support a band that you liked. Uh, or even by like downloading their album on iTunes. I think iTunes yeah. had a set like standard price of like ten dollars, right? Yeah, pretty um, much. Yeah, an album yeah. was ten bucks. Yeah, ten bucks, or if it was like a special edition, maybe it was like a few bucks more. But like, yeah. but yeah, it was it, it was ten bucks for that. I will say I, when we would go through Sam Goody on Q Fye whatever name it was at the time. Yeah. Uh, I would look at some albums and be like, why is it like $25 for one CD? <laughs> yeah. You know, like like they didn't have, their CDs were more expensive, and but they also had the best selection, you know, at yeah. least anywhere in Batavia. So, you know, it iTunes kind of made it easier to, to you know, just made it simpler. Kind of like, you know, video games, they have a, if it's a full price game, it's a $60 game, you know? It was kind of like with CDs, it was 10 bucks on iTunes if you wanted to download it. Um, and then you had access to it, you know, if you needed to make room on your iPod or, you know, later on your iPhone or whatever. And you can still buy and download albums from iTunes or, you know, even Bandcamp or whatever. But the convenience of the streaming and being able to skip to whatever song you want. You don't have to change in your library. You don't have to put in a CD, take another one out. Like, but I kind of also missed that process. Like it was, it was part of the thing. It's part of it. Like part of like the, the appeal or like, like aesthetic was like, yep. Like you pull out the CD, get the case. Or if you're listening at home, you'd have the headphones on reading the liner notes, reading the lyrics or reading the, like who the band thinks Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Working at WGCC, we had to know which CD uh, insert went to which uh, line on the soundboard. Cause there was like two or three uh, CD uh, trays, I think. There were two CD players. Yep. And yep, doing the balancing between this CD player and then this song on the computer and then this song on the CD player. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, that was fun. As you know, it's um, it are it's funny that our our kids will most likely never know what that was like at all. No, no, like it'll kind of be like you know. Because, yeah, because most cars, if you're getting any kind of modern car, doesn't have a CD yeah. player. Yep. Just has, like, an aux port or... <laughs> yep. Tony Kornheiser, he, he said um, the most recent car that he leased, uh, he was shocked when it didn't have a CD player. And he asked if they could put it in. They were like, no, sorry, you got to get an aftermarket CD player. <laughs> he's like, I don't know how to do that, oh. so I just won't. But, yeah, he's... Just, you know, it, and it wasn't that long ago that we got CD players in cars. No. It was what? And that was 25, 30 years that we had CD players in cars, and now yeah. they're just oh. gone. Yeah. Now they're gone. Yeah. You know, and Man. like, and like you used to have the, the cassettes that put it, went into the cassette deck that had the headphone jack that connected to your CD player. That yeah. way he had kind of a, well, I think uh, ad hoc kind of makeshift way of turning your cars right. thing into a CD player, but yeah, yeah. But now we don't have to worry about that. It's all, um, you know, it's all right on this thing, right on our phone. Just, yeah. you know, pull up Spotify, pull up Apple Music or 
Google Music, whatever you want, and, you know, it's just, and now, but it's kind of tanked what the artists get, unless you're a really, yeah. really big, famous artist, and it's unfortunate, you know, so, but, yeah. I mean, they'll, you know, they'll, somebody will figure out a way, and, and there, there are ways to directly contribute, and seeing a band on tour, um, you know, and buying, buying yeah, merch, tour, buying merch, yeah, stuff like that. But Smitty, speaking of seeing a band on tour, oh no, there's a segue. There's a segue. You've seen some bands on tour, have you not? Seen a couple. Seen a couple, couple in my day. Couple in your day. You like that? That's what. It's one of your favorite pastimes. It is. Been too long too. Need to get to a concert. So. That's right. So Smitty, yes. this is a band we've been talking about this week. Okay. I'm gonna ask you. Have you seen AFI? I have seen AFI. You're right. We were talking about them this week. That's right. I think I... I've Pretty much I've seen them twice. Saw them once on Warp Tour. And then once on their own tour. Uh, Warp Tour. It was after they came out with uh, December Underground. Which has uh, Miss Murder. Okay. Uh, there was like their second really big kind of mainstream album. Mm-hmm. I'd really gotten into them a couple years prior. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. Uh, so saw them at Warp Tour. Uh, one of the bands I can't remember what year, whatever, whatever year that cycle was like, oh four, oh five, oh six, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. That seems to be uh, the corridor <laughs> of years that we occupy with the bands that you have seen. Yeah. At least for like when they were at their peak. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a big time frame. Uh, but yeah, so Warp Tour and they were one of the bands that was like, you know, because like Warp Tour, there'd be bands where you're like, oh yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing them or whatnot. But they were one of my like, I'm going to see like I have to see when AFI is playing because I want to go see them. Yeah, and uh, they were awesome. Uh, they were really good. And then a few years later, uh, as I frequently mention in this segment, my good friend Jenny and I, uh, we saw them at Water Street Music Hall. They were promoting, I think it was called Crash Love, was the name of the album. And it was like one of their last kind of notable, like they've put out stuff since, but I believe it was like their last notable album and uh has something like medicate that was i think the big single and uh, they were awesome they put on a great show uh i remember because uh, they're from california i believe and the lead singer davy well his stage name is davy havoc uh <laughs> he's that's, actually that's a that's a that is a Stereotypical stage name for the bands of that era. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he's, they started as like a goth band, then went mm-hmm. kind of pop punk. Yeah, but yeah Davey I remember Havoc, them more as a goth band. Yeah, like yeah. when they were goth was when I was prior to me like being into them, and then once mm-hmm. they kind of like went mainstream was when I heard of them more. But uh, Davy Havoc. And, you know, a little trivia for you. Uh, he was born in Rochester. Oh, very nice. And I think maybe spent a, his first couple of years, maybe. I could be wrong about that, but 
first year or two, I think, was spent out here, this way in Rochester, and then okay. I think went to California. And, like, I remember I was telling Jenny, like, at the show, I'm like, oh, yeah, I read that he's, like, was born out here. Hmm. And then, like, a couple months later, he was, like, going to the town crowd. He's like, are you from here? And you pause. He's like, I am. And then, like, he would, like, and then, like, moved on. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the, that very short time in Rochester turned him into the emo goth, yeah. goth rock kid. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, both times I saw him, they were, Really good, really you know, engaging, entertaining, solid live band. Uh, and we were the reason we were talking about them this week is because with uh, AEW wrestling, they had a pay per view this past Sunday. Uh, CM Punk, who <clears throat> years ago he was in Ring of Honor before he was in WWE. Yeah, and I had now realized that his theme music was an AFI song. And uh, and so apparently this past week at the pay per view he came out to that and yeah. it's different than what he normally comes out to. And I'd seen the video and I'm like, listen to it. I'm like, I know this song. Then like <laughs> once I kind of went into it, I'm like, oh, it's AFI. Uh, and they had said like, you know, this was back like you know his music came out to an ROH and so it was cool. So then you and I were talking about AFI and. Just like listing off like some of the bigger songs and like, like yeah, like there was a good while where I was I was pretty solidly into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, good band, uh, yeah. So yeah, saw them twice. Put on great shows both times. Very much enjoyed AFI. Very cool. Yeah, I'm. <clears throat> I was familiar with them. I don't remember the song that I first heard by them, but I'm pretty sure it was during Smitty FM that I that you played one of their songs. Probably. I don't really remember that one, but I do remember Miss Murder because it was on Guitar Hero 3? It was on either Guitar Hero 3 or 5. I can't remember exactly which one. Uh, But I was like, oh, oh, I know AFI. And then I started playing. I was like, oh, this is a good song. So that was one of my favorite songs to play when I played that game. Um, And so... Uh, maybe one of these uh, one of these episodes we do combined has Smitty seen them and has Ragai played it and we just talk about Guitar Hero. Sorry, we're doing like I'm doing spitballing right on the show, but you know, yeah, I think that <laughs> I think that would be a fun show. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, AFI. Um, I'm not overly familiar with them. I never got into them, but I did like Miss Murder, and that was I know one of their bigger singles that was so. one of their big songs yeah uh that was like i said off of december underground mm-hmm. and the album before that was sing the sorrow which i had to look up when we were talking about them because i'm yes. like i knew it was sorrow something <laughs> sorrow so i had to look it up and yeah uh, and that was the one that kind of hit mainstream like they had the song girls not gray and that was like their big that was the song that that I was like I couldn't think of that I was like I know it was another song by them but I don't remember the name of it and it was that's the yeah one. Girls on Grey yeah uh, that was like their big kind of mainstream break and then that album and this uh, the song that CM Punk came out to I don't want to butcher the title of the song it's like Misery Contra Contra I think uh, yeah. or Misery I don't know. I'll I'll look it up. But uh, that and that was on the Sing the Sorrow album, and I remember back in the old original Smitty FM days, 
they had a song, uh, The Great Disappointment. I think it was like an eight minute song. But like the first like minute and a half was like a slow like bass line intro that was really good and Nice. Yeah. Uh yeah, they're solid band. Uh and then on the December Underground album they had the song Silver and Cold. That mm. was a big one. And but yeah, uh good good stuff. Uh I think they've put out stuff in the last two years, but I haven't isn't anything I've looked into or caught yeah. on, but uh but yeah, those those two albums, like the Sin Sorrow, December Underground, I think uh Crash Love might have been the one after that. Those okay. are those are solid. Good. Yeah, yeah. Fun, good shows. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I um uh I'm looking here on their Spotify. Miss Murder is far and away their their highest played song. Uh, with over 183 listens, uh, 183 million listens. Sorry, I was gonna say, <laughs> 183 is not very many. <laughs> um, and <laughs> "Girls Not Gray" is number two at 37 million. Uh, so yeah, it's got quite quite the jump there. And then coming yeah. in at number five is yeah, I, th- I believe if I had to guess, I would say it's Miseria Cantare. Uh, yeah, and so that was the one that, and that was the one that CM Punk, CM Punk came out used to come out to in WWE or not WWE, <laughs> ROH and then AEW. Yeah, which uh, he got to because AEW bought ROH. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it all kind of connects back together, and yeah, that's cool. So, uh, yeah, AFI, another band that Smitty has seen. Nice check. Check. Very nice. Thank you. Uh, so back thinking back to that time in our lives, back in the Smitty FM days of you going to Warp Tour all the time, we also were part of a really cool group at our church, uh, and it was just called Thursdays. Thursdays. Just called Thursdays. Ironically, on a Tuesday. Yeah, ironically on a Tuesday. No. <laughs> um, uh, no. no, they were actually on Thursdays. Um, yes. And we think we think back in like <clears throat> maybe episode one, we mentioned that that's kind of where we started like really hanging out a lot. Like we did a little bit in high school, but we really started spending a lot of time together after we both started going to Thursdays. Um, So we wanted to talk about it because it was a very cool, uh, special couple of years doing the Thursdays thing. Yeah. Rob became a big part of our lives. Absolutely. You know, introduced a lot of people in our lives. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So Thursdays, I remember I had first heard of it. I think I'd first heard of it on MySpace. Okay. Hey. Possibly on MySpace. I mean, uh, that's appropriate for the time. <laughs> yes. Uh, was it hey. MySpace or like early, yeah, <laughs> or early uh, Facebook? But uh, I had heard of like the same like Thursdays and during the summer, they're like, and, and like Thursdays and then dodgeball afterwards. And I was like, well, all right, dodgeball is cool. And yeah. <laughs> I had some friends that had heard of it and wanted to go, so I started going. It was. At a church in here in Batavia, Assembly of God, and I'd never been there, and I just kind of started going, and people were friendly, and yep. 
they'd have like it was like a mini church service had some worship at the beginning and then this weird anthony guy she was so uh, weird so <laughs> weird but a uh, good friend of ours anthony hoisington uh it was his thing he led and he would do it like a sermon every week mm-hmm. and with some worship and then sometimes the we would have they, food sometimes we would have food yeah uh but then you know <clears throat> when i first started going then they had dodgeball afterwards like everyone mm-hmm. kind of hanged that We'd go out. There was like a field in the back behind the church, and he had over time, like he he kind of built like this little like, dodgeball court with some fencing and netting, and mm-hmm. and over time, you know, the setup a rope kind in of, the middle, rope in the middle, yeah, uh, yeah, and they had set up lights and all that, and then people would play dodgeball, and that's right. That's where you would then, really meet your maker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, it's a church, you know? Like, it's where you really get to know God is by throwing dodgeballs at each other. Here's it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, and so then I kind of started going. Like I said, I can't remember if I had, like, a group I started going with at first. If it was you, because I think it was, I mean, I'm pretty sure you and I had already been hanging out. I think, I think this is post- or right towards the end of Smitty FM. Mm-hmm. I think I, so you and I were yeah, already was, yeah. like hanging. And so it wasn't like we got reintroduced because of Thursdays. Mm-hmm. I think we were already like hang like we were hanging out all the time and then That's true. I think we had heard of this and then we started going and like had mutual friends or mm-hmm. Yeah, like the early days of it were kind of a blur because it was, I mean, so long ago. Like, yeah. well, I want to say it was like 04, 05 when I started going. Yeah, I had first heard of it. Uh, actually, uh, I think it was Chris, Chris, Batavia, I don't know if they still do it, Christmas in the City? Is that something? Yeah, no. So... It was back in 05, and I know it was back in 05 that I had heard of it because it was when I had my lip ring. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, that phase. That phase that I went through, yeah. And I remember there was this tall, kind of gangly-looking guy just kind of hanging out by himself, trying to get other people to play dodgeball with him (laughs) in, like, single-digit degree weather, named Chris Laird. I knew you were talking about Chris Laird. I just wanted to hear how you described him. And he was so nice. But this poor guy is trying to get people to play, like, tell people about it. And also get people to play at least around in the cold. It's so cold. So if you get hit with a dodgeball, especially if you get hit in the face, in the cold, like, that's going to hurt so bad. So, but I was sold. I was like, dude, I... We'll definitely play dodgeball. Like, this sounds awesome. And uh, at the time, I was already kind of transitioning out of City Church, and I was looking for a new church home. And and so I started going to Thursdays, uh, and, and yeah, I think we had already been hanging out. And then, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, because 05, Smitty FN was... Ended the summer, like, 
that summer, right? End, end of summer, like the start of the 0506, like school mm-hmm. the year at GCC was when I ended Smitty FM. Yeah. So we had already very much been hanging out, been with yeah. each other. So, yeah. like, yeah, so it wasn't like Thursdays is what brought us together. Like, we had already, like, we're very solidly hanging out. So it was like, yeah, you and I were like, hey, let's go to this thing. Yeah, and, absolutely. And yet I was kind of starting to, because I grew up going to First Presbyterian Church here in Batavia. Mm-hmm. Where, and, you know, I still love that church. And, like, my parents still go there. But, like. But they suck. Post, no, I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw you off there a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I broke him. I broke him, well, guys. You no, didn't expect it. But, they uh, don't suck. At I the just... time, their post high school, it was hard to like find something to like grab onto. Like yes. they were at the time had strong like youth groups for like middle school, mm-hmm. high school, but then like college age it really wasn't anything yeah so that is that is a big thing with churches is like for whatever reason that young adult like age group of like just out of high school going into college but you know that time before you get married or have kids or anything like that people just stop going to church for whatever reason and And it's like yeah doing like they like the people in charge of like, the youth groups like would like had me transition from like from the youth group to then kind of be like like chaperoning like kind of like like in charge but it's just like there's people that like a year or two prior I was like, in peers. the group with them yeah yeah and now I'm supposed to be like somewhat of an authority like higher and it's just like that doesn't work like yeah, it doesn't work yeah. it's, it's awkward for you. And they're not going to yeah. take that seriously either. Right. Yeah. So it was hard to find some. So then once I started to hear about this, and like I said, I think I heard of it online. Yeah. Somewhere. And there was then, a pretty good MySpace group for it, funny enough. Yeah. But, I yeah. do think it was on MySpace that I heard of it. Yeah. And so, yeah, we started going. And it's kind of one of those where, like, you don't, like, okay, there's people who have, like, established groups and relationships here and like then you just kind of show up and you're like okay but I mean out of the gate uh, people were super friendly remember like I think my first night there the Michaud's Justin and Marla oh, yeah. like came up and were calling to me and yeah, uh, Marla having gone to Batavia and like I mean going to school with some of her younger siblings and yeah, I, I think I graduated with her younger sister Lindsay yep yeah. And uh her younger brother uh Craig. was Craig Craig was yeah. uh above a year above me, I believe. Okay. But uh uh like and they were just out of the gate, like kinda welcoming and and then you know, after some time just kinda like starting to hang out and getting to know them and yeah. the people in that group and and uh, I remember I think like when we first started going, like we'd uh, we were having Joe come because he was coming to like, the dodgeball portion, and as you and I have established, uh, 
all of a sudden we're seeing Anthony, and I'm like, man, that guy looks familiar. And then I'm like, oh, because we used to make fun of him before we knew him at the local shows that he'd be around in. Oh, yeah. Yep. He wore, like, plaid pants, and yep. he, had, he had, like, earplugs, and we're like, what a loser. And now I'm like, my ears hurt sometimes. And I'm like, oh, man, maybe that was a smart idea. But uh, Yeah. Or, or uh, he also started wearing capris. It's like, yeah, what, guy, what guy wears capris? But the Capris was once we knew him, so we were com- we were we were confident in breaking his balls to his face because we knew him. <laughs> That's true. Whereas That's fair. when like when we were at shows at like Main Street Coffee, I we didn't know him. We were just like, yeah. who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. Like, real, real quick, sorry. Can I jump on that real quick? The the okay. him him performing. So he was in a band called Adelaide. Which yes. may come up in a future episode or not, you know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but I remember there was oh my gosh, there was one time I felt afterwards like in my. It's one of those things where in your head you think it's gonna sound funny or sound, you know, okay or and whatever. That's the story of your life. It is the story of my life. And then once it was out, and I saw his reaction and. The bass player for them at the time, Joe. Uh, yes. Yeah, Joe, his name was Joe. I, I forget his last name, but he dude was an amazing bass player, but also sang really well. And so I, I came up and made a comment saying, "So when is this guy going to be able to sing?" And you know, like thinking like he should like lead a song, you know, and like and but immediately like he blushed. Anthony was like, ah, you know, like trying to figure out like, whoa, that wasn't expecting that sort of question. And I was just immediately like, I want, it was like those snicker. What are the, what are the commercials? Like you want to get away. Yeah. Oh, like Southwest. Yeah. You want to get away? Oh my gosh. It was one, it was like one of those situations. I felt so bad and I was like, oh no, <laughs> what I just caused like the split of this cool local band <laughs> and obviously i didn't actually do that but i just felt so awful but yeah like yeah anthony was he was odd he had that like i thought it was kind of cool but also kind of weird when he was on the roads piano he would have the weird head shake thing and it was like <laughs> he was just into it you know but anyways um but yeah like yeah anthony he was the guy you know, talking on Thursdays, and and he always had cool messages, and he gave us little notepads to like, or the little pamphlets with the notes to fill in the notes. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yep. And then oh, the yeah. church that I went to when we when I moved out here also did the same thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Like, oh yeah, or there was like notes. There was like blank spaces in it, and you'd mm-hmm. be like. Yeah. Right, and you'd be like your friend next to you, be like, "Hey, what was this one? Oh, I forgot. I didn't catch mm-hmm. this one. Mm-hmm. Forgot about that." Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so we started going, and I started playing bass there too. Yeah, and I yeah. Uh, when I and when, I remember when I first started going, uh, at the time for their the worship to put words up was they had the oh my gosh I can't even think of the the name of it. A projector. Yeah. A, oh yeah. It was a, where yep. they had like the clear plastic. <laughs> yep. And the light. Like, the, the old three M overhead projectors. Yeah. 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 And that's how they. And I remember uh, Julie, Meg's cousin, 
would was like the overhead projector person. Yep. And I think like one or two weeks, like she wasn't there, and someone had asked me to like help with that. And then they had moved to a computer with an actual projector, and mm-hmm. then I got put in that, and then I then I became the words guy. You were the guy. And you, were, was, you were the slide that, guy. Yep. And that locked me in to that role for a very long time. Yep. Over various different <laughs> platforms. Be yep. it Thursdays to Northgate to Relevant Worship to Brothers McClurg. Yep. And always on a Mac. Never PC, uh, right? At least, I so, think when it started, it was maybe on a PC. Like, the first iteration of whatever okay. might have been. But, I mean, once I got Northgate and all that, then it was, yeah, they had PCs. Or Macs. Macs, yeah. Because I remember there were a couple times when you weren't able to come, and they roped me into doing it. And it, I was always on their MacBooks, uh, and when I looked up how much those MacBooks cost, I was like, oh my gosh, I better not ever break these things because they are wicked expensive. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I remember we got, we you and I and Shane and Joe got very involved with the setup and teardown of Dodgeball. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we got into, like, and we'd help bring like our change of clothes and go in the mm-hmm. bathroom, put on like our gym shorts and yep. whatever t-shirt and yep. And yeah, like yeah, we got to the point where like if Anthony wasn't there, we were like, oh, we know how this goes and yeah. And and, and I mean, dodgeball on Thursdays was a thing. Oh like, yeah, it, like yeah. There was the people that like would come to Thursdays and they didn't want to play dodgeball, but come out and hang out around after yep. and. Then there was the people who didn't come to Thursdays who just showed up at the end to go do dodgeball. Yep. And it got, like, it was serious. And we were making the joke beforehand about, uh, you know, taking one in the face because the rule was if you threw the ball and hit someone in the face, then you were out. So I would frequently, if you or Larry... For on my team, I would frequently encourage you guys to dive and take it in the face because you had nothing to lose. That's right, we had nothing to lose, and yeah, and you jerks never did it. You no. never took one for the team. No, never did, never did. But um, uh, yeah. but uh, so that was a ruling, and then like then people like and I can't remember if like there'd be like a team lead or like I think people just kind of like go to sides and then get split i can't or if they did like picking um, teams i can't remember how i that think went because i know once we moved the floor hockey we kind of did it sporadic so there was no like bias or something i i don't remember i think we if we if a team for dodgeball like if there were more than like i think 20 people playing we would have we would split up into three teams. Most of the time, we just had two teams, and we didn't, like, pick or anything like that. I think it was more, like, just trying to gauge, like, okay, this is a fair division between all of us. Yeah. Um, I remember one night the new Under Oath album had come out at the time. I think it was Define the Great Line. And I came with my really crappy 1990 Chrysler LeBaron 
and I huh. hooked up this my portable CD player to the tape deck, and I put that album in, and I left my car on, and we listened to the album while we were playing dodgeball. <laughs> it was so dumb. Like, my car yeah. speakers sucked. They were terrible. But... It was the only way I could always, think of, you know? And you were always very much, uh, hey, this new album's out. We need to listen to it. <laughs> yes, and I was. Like, and yes, everyone was. was just always like, uh, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, do. whatever you want to do. They they, they enabled that. And it, yeah. I think I think I was so eager about it because like I had gotten into the music that you guys had gotten into, mostly you know, because of you. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is such good stuff. And like, uh, I almost, I almost messed up there, buddy. I almost, I almost slipped. I almost did a big, big man. I was but yeah, like, I was so excited, and like, I was like, oh, I was kind of finding my group, you know, like I was, I found my people, and so um, yeah, like, and then we kind of, what was, what was another rule for? Oh, the kamikaze. That was a fun way to end a match. Kamikaze, if there was, like, you know, if it was one player left on each team, it kind of get like, you know, you throw a ball, the other one would kind of just dodge it eventually. And, yeah, a big move that a lot of people started to uh, use was the Kamikaze, where, because if, and I think this is a standard dodgeball rule, where, like, if you jump over the, like, center line and yep. go into the other territory, you're then out. you're out. Yeah, but the, like, or even if you just, there, even if just part of your foot. And steps it wasn't over the center line. line. I wasn't it like, yeah, because center line. Mm-hmm. Because I think there was like a little bit of grace, kind of like you know, if you're running to get the ball and your foot yeah. kind of slipped a little, yeah, but like you couldn't just like go into the territory. So like, if it was one on one, someone would just kind of run, jump over yeah. the line, try to throw it, and they'd hope that they were able to get the person. Most of the times, I don't think they did. Most no. of the times, I think the kamikaze was unsuccessful. Yeah, and it was always if the other person didn't have a ball left over. Because if you did that, then you're just exposing yourself in the air to just a quick, easy toss. You know? Yeah. So, no, it was, yeah. You... <laughs> I did I it a lot. I brought this, well, <laughs> yeah, but I'm thinking of... And I think I brought this up to you a couple of months ago. Your big thing that you were known for was we'd all be back by the fence. Mm-hmm. Someone would yell, go. You'd all run, you know, it's dodgeball. You'd all run to the center. You'd grab a ball. And what's the first thing you do? You grab a ball. You run back so you don't get hit. Yeah. Not you. Not <laughs> you, my friend. You, without fail, you would run. You'd get the ball. You'd be so excited. And you'd want to throw right away. But your throws weren't just like quick little like short arm like throws. Yeah. You did what I think we used to call it the windmill. Yes. Where you <laughs> would like go like you would go leave a foot. You would lean back so like your arm was like oh, yeah. arching back. Yeah. And you're like Yeah, I had like a pitcher's like wind up. <laughs> yeah, it was a production. Yeah. And and I don't think you ever actually got a throw off. Because by the time you did that whole procedure, someone already hit you at least once or twice. Yeah. And I think I think we had the rule where you you go up to the line, you grab a ball, and you had to go to the back fence before you could throw at anybody else. Yeah, um, I think because of you. Co- possibly because of me. 
But also, I think out of fairness of not, like, being able to just pick up a ball and toss it. You couldn't just, like, flick it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But, like, it got to the point where, like, if you were on my team, I was just like, dude, (laughs) stop doing that. And And I did learn to stop doing that. I only did it when I knew, like, I had the time to do it. So that was, like, you know, when I really got to show off that I could actually throw that way. And I got... I got some mustard on those throws, but if I if I did it when there were still too many people on the other side, then I was just wasting you know my time. It was dumb. It was awful. Was, so. Like I said, it wasn't even like in the middle of the game. Like it yeah. was. I would start it right at the beginning. You would, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, that so was I, I like had to learn the hard way. That was a trademark movie yours. Yeah. Uh, the man you mentioned earlier, Chris Laird, he. Would he was notorious for throwing the ball over the fence? <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> yes, I do remember that. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> and he did like, the walk of shame. He's like, yeah, because the rule was if you threw it over the fence, a you were out, mm-hmm. and b you had to go get the ball. Yeah, and I, I mean, think, so yeah, I think at first it wasn't like you were out; you just had to go and get the ball. But it became so frequent that we were like. Uh, all right, man. There's got to be some consequence here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And like the field that we played on when we when I had started there, you know, there was still grass. Yeah. There, was, there. there was in the and one bar- summer that we played every week. <laughs> yeah, like because it got to the point where we were playing every Thursday. Yeah. And then we were doing like pickup games on yeah. Sundays. Yep. We would meet up. Like, like I remember once or twice. I remember I was working. I was working at Tops. Yeah. And like I'd get out of work at like nine thirty and there'd be texts around like eight thirty nine, like, <laughs> All right, we're meeting around this time and I'd be like, Okay, I'll be there like it was like yeah, like a text like it was before like smartphones. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like you could have like a group chat. It was yeah. just like like all of a sudden one person would text you be like, Hey, text these people. Yeah. So you're just like spreading the word around. And, yeah, we would, like, yeah, Sunday nights, I'd run home from work, try to maybe eat something quick, throw on my trashy dodgeball clothes, and we'd all shoot over to the church, and, yeah, like, Sunday night at 9.30s, we're out there for hours playing dodgeball. Oh, yeah, it was, oh, man, yeah, we were were out there so long. But as I was saying, when when we had started, because they'd been doing it before I started going there. But, like, when I started, there was still grass. And by the time, like, we were done, that, like, rectangle was just a dirt rectangle. Because yeah. we had just, like, pounded out and kicked up so much grass and dirt. Mm-hmm. It was it was and a remember, dust bowl. Like, it was a dust bowl. <laughs> yeah. And, like, on dry nights, the dust would kick up. And on the, if it started to rain a little bit, it was super muddy. Oh, yeah. But, like, like you know, you could... You can move because, like, and I remember, because <laughs> uh, for anyone who's listening who's never seen me, I'm a big guy. You know, I'm six mm-hmm. foot. I'm in the, you know, mid two hundreds sometimes, a little less maybe. But like, <laughs> you know, I'm a big guy, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't like they see me and probably don't think I could have quick reflexes or move. And something with dodgeball, like, I almost had like a spidey sense, where <laughs> my body would just kind of like turn and adjust yeah. and move and like i just remember like every now and then you'd hardly hear people be like really <laughs> <laughs> or, like, you just like hear comments like 
I didn't see that coming. Or like, <laughs> like you can tell, like people. Who How did he seen, do that? <laughs> yeah, people who hadn't been playing or hadn't been around for not expecting my body to be moving like it did, and yeah, moving like Neo in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, doing like the bullet time. Yep. And, oh yeah. But and like we've had and like, the rest of us are night. moving at normal speed. We're like, how's he doing this? What? Yeah, <laughs> and like you know, I would just like drop to the ground. Like if a ball was up high, I'd just drop down because it's like it was dirt. It was like whatever. It didn't hurt. Yeah. And then you know, fast forward to when Thursdays moved to Northgate, and the first couple of weeks we did in the tile gym, mm. uh, where mm. the first time I. Like, I just, my body was just used to that. So a ball came, I dropped to the floor, and I'm like, oh, oh, that hurt. Yep. yep. <laughs> so do- dodgeball didn't last long and, and when we moved to Northgate. No. But that's, uh, I mean, we can talk about what It eventually into, turned into we'll, floor we, hockey, but yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah. Uh, the, but like with dodgeball, like there was, I remember we've had, there was one night where there was like a tournament. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think like you had to have a group, or like we had like it was like a team of four or five or something like that. Yeah, and like we did tournaments and like yeah, like dodgeball. Like I can't remember. Like was there anything that we did to like hold over in the winters? Like because obviously we weren't playing dodgeball in the winter, so like was so, there like what I remember is just. Like, it was really intense for that one, like, spring and summer, like, a four or five-month stretch, maybe into September, and then once it got too cold, we just kind of stopped. I think I think they turned it into more of, like, a potluck type of thing, you know, where, where we were um, eating, you know, kind of at the, at the meals, and then... And then shortly after that summer, because like, I think it was before 2007 that they had moved over to Northgate. The Anthony got hired as the worship pastor at Northgate, so all of us just migrated over there. I was already going to church there on Sundays. And so was I. Yeah. I had, after about a year of Thursdays, I think, uh, once we did like that first kind of like winter retreat, that we've yeah. talked about. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Michaels had talked to me because they had like a group like mm-hmm. a Sunday group there, yeah. and so they started talking to me about going to Northgate, and yeah, I'd been going there, and then, but yeah, so like Thursdays, going back talking about that, like, you know, the group when we were at like Assembly of God, like started, you know, it was, you know, steadily like kind of growing, like, because, mm-hmm. you know, like you'd bring your friends, and then they'd tell other friends, and, you know, the process, and like, you know, can't talk about Thursdays, I'll talk about Jess Wheeler. She was a big part of our group there. Huge. Yeah. Uh, John Beckler. Uh, like, I mean, I'm not going to keep listing because I'm. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to leave a ton of people out. Uh, Chris Shingleton, and I called him Shingles, and found out that Shingles was a bad uh, disease that you can get when you're older. So I tried calling him shingles, and he was like, "Oh, so I'm a, I'm a disease." I was like, "Wait, what?" He's like, "Yeah, no, shingles. It's like." <laughs> Yeah, he explained what shingles was. Yeah. It's like, I'm so sorry. I, I just meant, like, <laughs> like, the roof, you know? Like, like, you know, with your name, shingled, you know? Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, tons of, 
yeah, like so I, many people. I shouldn't have gone into listing. I yeah. shouldn't have gone into listing names because yeah. we we. I started. I started like, recruiting uh, people from my young life group to come, um, which was cool. Like other young life leaders, and uh, yeah, we had we had a pretty sizable group by the time it moved over to Northgate, and it kept getting bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were at South Campus. Uh, yeah. I remember we had made the transition there, and yeah, it was big. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a night where we watched uh, The Princess Bride together. It was my first time seeing The Princess Bride. And you were shocked at Thursdays, yeah? It was a Thursdays group thing. I don't know if it was, like, on a Thursday, but it was, like, a thing that they promoted. Like, hey, we're going to hang out and watch Princess Bride. uh, I remember um, Allison Kelly. She she was very, very excited. Uh, And you were... uh, shocked that i had never seen the movie before um and so yeah it was my first time seeing it i was like this was a good movie why did i not see this before (laughs) it's one of my dad's favorites i don't know how he didn't show it to me it's a great movie yeah uh but yeah so like i said earlier kind of like how they kind of roped me into being like the word slide guy and so it was like yeah, like it just started all of a sudden. They're like, "Yeah, Smitty, like, how about you do this?" And yeah. then I became like every week, like working on that. Mm-hmm. And then like you know, we'd be like, started being involved in like kind of like organizational like kind of meetings. I remember yeah. we'd get there early and kind of have like we're kind of a part of like it wasn't just like we were attending anymore. Like we were a part of the group of Thursdays and yeah, and like and it was influencing it was, where it was going. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, just being, like, it was cool, you know, in your early 20s, like, trying to find something, like, finding something to kind of grab onto that's mm-hmm. positive and mm-hmm. and fun and, and you know, kind of, like, like people and like-minded people. And so then, yeah, like I said, I started going to Northgate, and then once Anthony came on staff, he quickly got me in on the tech team. Yeah, and so I was doing tech at Thursdays, doing tech at Northgate most weekends, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, like I said, with their band, uh, once it became relevant, worship, I was very much like doing like their shows at Kingdombound, out yeah. at Roberts. You were, you were one uh, of their roadies. <laughs> yeah, for local shows, I didn't do yeah. any like National I didn't do anything like long distance. Yeah. But like, yeah, because they would tour know, down to like Kentucky and stuff, right? Yeah, they would do yeah. south. They'd start to go a little west sometimes, mm-hmm. and but like you know, because of being involved with them, I've gotten to stand on the performing like the Darien Lake like concert stage. I've gotten like oh, not not during cool. the show, yeah, but like but like on the, I've gotten to stand on that stage. Yeah. Like you had access, yeah, yeah. That, that's cool. And like I. Did a show of theirs at Town Ballroom where I was like backstage at Town oh, wow. Ballroom. That's awesome. Which is the place that's I've a been big at. Buffalo venue, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so like stuff like that where it's like you know, kind of because I started doing the words at Thursdays and then <laughs> progressed to like, and yep. then you know I was one of the lead tech guys at Northgate for a long time. Yep. And uh, but yeah, once Thursdays moved to Northgate. Yeah, dodgeball kind of died out, but, and that was, but yeah, I mean, that was just a couple years that we did that, but that was, 
huge. Like, you know, anyone from that time frame, that friend group, you just kind of bring up, yeah, like Thursday's dodgeball. And you just, you're always like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was such a good time. Yeah. And now look at you. UPS driver. <laughs> that's a that's a natural progression, you know. <laughs> but no, like yeah, like any time I think about Thursdays, we if we ever talk about Thursdays, something comes up, and we think about you know just that time, and it's like nothing but good memories, like yeah, nothing but good memories, you know, and and uh, especially and then, like, if we, we did get to hit Larry in the face with a dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so then once it did move to Northgate, and like I said, then we kind of transitioned to floor hockey, and I think that was right around the time that you were moving, right? Yes, yes. I had I had uh, been, yeah, I, I had made the decision to, to move away and uh, with my first wife. Um, and, uh, yeah, I... I never really got to enjoy the floor hockey part because I know that went on for a while as well. That went on for many years, which yeah. in, as true to form with Thursdays, I went from just going to playing hockey, Anthony was leading it, and then he wanted to anymore, so John was kind of leading it. And after all, he wanted to anymore, and then if <laughs> we want hockey continue, it kind of became, I had to take care of it. Oh, if I, didn't know you, I didn't know you led that up. Oh, cool. Yeah, for a little while, because it was kind of got to the point where other people didn't want to, and it was, like, people still wanted to come and play, but didn't want to, like, and, like, they kind of wanted someone who was, like, associated with Northgate, since mm-hmm. it was in, like, a Northgate thing, so then yeah. it was kind of, like, someone's kind of, like, dude, you you should probably do it. I'm like, I kind of don't want to, and they're, like, okay, well, I don't know if we're going to keep him for it, and then be, like, okay, I guess I'm doing this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, floor hockey went for a while in kind of the same vein as dodgeball. We do pickup stuff. I remember for a few years on like New Year's Day, uh, kind of like we'd all text and coordinate. Like kind of earlier on New Year's Day, we'd all show up and do it, and like we'd do various like kind of pickup things, and got to the point where like. Yeah, like, you know, you kind of have to have numerous teams because of how many people you had, and this team yeah. would have to sit, and this team would, and we'd just sit on the stage and kind of sub in and out, and, uh, but yeah, floor hockey went for a while, and that was also just tons of fun, and, you know, I'd gone through, gone, had gotten like a $10 wooden stick at Walmart that, you know, did the job, and then after playing for a little bit, I'm like, my hands are kind of hurting. So then I went with Joe to, like, a hockey shop in Rochester and got, like, some cheap, just thick, Proper heavy hockey gloves. hockey gloves. Yep, yep. And then one week, I remember, like, after a little while, maybe, like, a year, like, my wind stick broke. Oh. Just, like, and I was just, like, and, you know, some of the guys who came, like Joe, were hockey players who had numerous sticks mm-hmm. whereas i was like no this is my one stick <laughs> yep uh, and i'm a lefty so there weren't a ton of oh, people to borrow right. from i forgot about that uh, so i had to go and i bought like an actual like a nice like a nike bauer like a lightweight Ooh. stick like a carbon fiber stick yeah nice and i just remember the first time i played with them like oh my gosh it's so light <laughs> <laughs> Like, yep. after my heavy wooden one, and then got, like, a, those 
the gloves I had started to wear out, so I bought another pair of gloves. Like, came a thing where just like, you know, people were. And then, like, Thursday's floor hockey got several people into, like, playing actual hockey. Like, that's awesome. And, you know, I was you almost like on the cusp, but, like, yeah. But, like, hockey's such an expensive sport to play oh, that so expensive. I can never swing it. I mean, but, like, you're looking yeah. at at least $1,000 for, like, all of the equipment, pads and skates. And, yeah, you know, and if you want to so go expensive. play with stuff, you have to play for, like, like the ice fee and stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Thursday's hockey was a thing that, yeah, that was, it was the uh, predecessor to dodgeball or, yeah. And, yeah. uh... And just like one led to the other, and you know, same thing. Whereas people from Thursdays, we'd have our bag of clothes, we'd go in the bathroom, change into <laughs> your hockey stuff, and then there's the people who just show up for hockey. Yeah. And like I said, then there was the people from Thursdays who still wanted to hang out, so they'd kind of hang around and yep. not play hockey. But yeah, then when uh, when Thursdays did move to Northgate, uh, I remember notably like it was kind of like every week we were like, oh. Numbers are starting to get pretty high here. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it just started to, like, it was kind of, like, getting kind of crazy for a little while there. We were just like, yeah. where's everyone coming from? And... Yeah. It was, it was a big, big crew that was coming there. And, like I said, I think it really was because churches just don't have a strong, like, young adults-focused ministry of, like, that, you know, just out of high school you know, type of thing, and it was it was that it was you know yeah. specifically for eighteen to thirty year olds, and we had a lot of people like us that were closer to eighteen than thirty. So, yeah. and then you had the old people like John Beckler who were over thirty. But you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, I I I just while you were talking, I I remembered uh, it jogged my memory. We had an 80s night one night at Northgate uh, where everybody came wearing 80s, you know, type of uh, uh, getup. Um, I think I wore like an awful like polyester ja- uh, tracksuit um, that was very hot, very, very hot. I was so uncomfortable. Uh, somebody had brought uh, their Atari. Um, I was thinking more like NES. Uh, but I was like, oh yeah, Atari was still a thing in the '80s. Um, you know, we we just listened to, you know, lots of '80s music, and I think Chris Laird wore acid wash jeans, which I was like, of course he has acid wash jeans. Um, and uh, yeah, like we did really fun, really cool stuff like that, and it was, you know, it was great, and and. You know, as as people who, you know, believe in, uh, you know, the faith that we have, you and I, like, it was cool that we were able to have fun with it also being like a like a faith centered thing, you know, of like uh, fellowship and like, you know, we built a community, you know, we we yeah. were part of a of a of a well built community that wasn't perfect but it was you know it was so welcoming like you said you know people were welcoming and and friendly and and uh it was awesome 
Yeah, and like, you know, yeah, there was a good community and you know, it's kind of like there was various stages because then there was a point where Anthony stopped doing Thursdays and like it had ended. And oh, then, it just just straight ended, like not even like a decline. Well, it just well, it kind of did, but then like it was to a point where he just kind of was ready to be done with it. And this had been after years. And then, so I remember there was, like, a big, like, kind of like, okay, this is end of Thursdays. But then, like, a couple months later, like, a new group, like, um, someone else kind of, like, helped bring it back. And I kind of got brought back in, like, and it was kind of like a revival of Thursdays. And then for a while, uh, the Burgess, Tracy and Jeff, like, they were then heading it up. And Tracy was the main speaker at Thursdays. And, yeah. Uh, and I was like again back to you know the main tech guy and trying to bring people in so that it wasn't just me every single Thursday yep, yep. and <laughs> uh, but yeah so I mean it went on to let's see I know it was at least 2011 when we were still going oh wow uh, that's awesome uh, maybe 2012 too okay. maybe I can't remember but like it I mean. It went on for a while, and it's just, you know, there was various, like, yeah, like, incarnations and mm-hmm. groups, and, like, you know, Devin was huge involved, our buddy Jamie. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, uh, like I said, like, you know, trying to spit out some names, obviously <laughs> going to miss a ton. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Thursdays, I mean, yeah, a huge part, like, you know, uh, of saying how going into Thursdays, I was just I'd seen Anthony. I'm like, oh, I kind of recognize that guy. And fast forward, like you know, he was in my wedding. Yeah. Uh, he's you know him and uh, Tara Blowers. They sang at my wedding, and uh, like right. you know the various people we've talked about. Like, yeah. You know, I had seen John around kind of like at Northgate, and uh, when I was in college, I was taking guitar lessons at Roxy's. I'd see him at Roxy's, and we kind of. You know, That's just right. kind of chat every now and then, and then he, you know, became one of my best friends, and, you know, a lot of people involved with Thursdays that then became a huge part of my life, and mm-hmm. and just, then, yeah, just feel like I could ramble on for much <laughs> longer, but now we're kind of, kind of around the span, and any other big points you want to um... get off? I don't really, I don't really have anything else. I mean, Thursdays, like thinking back, Thursdays was a much bigger part of your life than it was mine. You were there for all of it. I was there for the beginning. <laughs> um, yeah. And I did have that brief time where, yeah, we, uh, you know, you and I were part of like the leadership part of it, and and like, you know, help helping it run smoothly, um, and. Uh, you know, it was it was awesome. It was perfect for me at the time that, you know, where I was at at the time and everything, like, relationally and, like, you know, I was, I was kind of struggling. I was kind of mopey a lot of the time. And, um, and I found, you know, partially because I didn't – I still didn't feel like I had found a good group of people that I could relate with, you know, that were my age and – you know, uh, and then 
and then we found Thursdays, and I was like, oh, these people are really cool, and they're not judging me for wearing, you know, nerdy t-shirts and, and jeans and, you know, not yeah. dressing up the nicest or anything like that. Like, we can just hang and, you know, talk about Jesus and throw dodgeballs at each other. Like, it's, you know, it's cool stuff. So, yeah, I, I you know, it's definitely a, a huge highlight of my life that, that we got to be yeah. part of that. So Always, yeah. yeah, always when Thursdays comes up, always a... Uh... Always a good, good thing to think about. Yeah, tons Absolutely. of great memories. Like I said, like and even like, so like so many other things. But like we'd just be talking forever. And but yeah, so Thursdays, you know, huge part of our lives. Uh, like I said, the dodgeball aspect, floor hockey for me. But like you and I, like anytime, like we talk about, like we'll be like talking about something. We're like, yeah, like Thursdays dodgeball. We're just like Thursdays yeah. dodgeball. Oh yeah, it's just. It's never, never ever uh, will bring me down to think about Thursday's dodgeball. Yeah, ever. so maybe, <laughs> maybe for uh, leading into kind of starting to wrap up, uh, I'll have to maybe do a deep dive on some on social media, see if I can find any any old school pictures from Ooh. to to post on oh. this week's social media post. Oh man, I'm 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 guessing I might have my black hair in that. It might be. I it don't might know. Be. Like, I I don't know. <laughs> don't know what pictures there are out there that I can find. So we'll see. Maybe if I'm ambitious enough tomorrow, if I have the time, I can see <laughs> see if there's any way to log back into MySpace. See if there's anything you can. <laughs> is there is there a backdoor way? Because I I'm pretty uh, sure you can't just go to MySpace.com, can you? I have no idea. I don't think so it's we'll still see. a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's check Maybe. off air. Let's check off air. Yeah. <laughs> check the check the dark web from that's, MySpace. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like I said, speaking of you know, wrapping up, speaking of social media, uh, Smitty FM podcast. That is the handle on Twitter and Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, I post about the show every week. I've gotten better about that mm -hmm. now that I've set my weekly alarm to remind me. That's right. Uh, but yeah, so please. You know, engage with the post. Like, mm -hmm. leave a comment. You know, if you're listening and you, uh, if you were someone kind of in our group and you remember Thursdays or dodgeball or floor say hockey, something. say yeah, something. Larry, Larry, <laughs> Larry, I'm talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> and not just on our Facebooks. That's, That's right. not how it works. Yeah, we don't want the one Facebook. <laughs> Because, like, when, when we did the doopity doo, he, like, left, like, a comment and tagged you and me. It's like, this isn't where you're supposed to do it. No. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, you know, comment, uh, just be like, yeah, I remember this, or, oh, I remember this, and this was mm -hmm. something fun. I And, yeah, so, uh, like I said, on Instagram and Twitter, at Podcast, and, yeah. I'll put out a post on Monday and just please don't share it or comment, like, just engage. It'd be yeah. great to get engagement, to get something that we can have some sort of interaction with people. So please do that. Yes, definitely. And uh, you can listen to us on Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, Google Play, a um, couple other spots, uh, Radio Public. Um, and 
yeah you know we're we're uh, we're out there we're on a few different platforms yeah. and and um, on spotify you can uh you can that's right give us a rating give yes. us five yep give us give us the give us the rvd that's right give us the rvd the five star and uh and yeah that's uh i think that's gonna wrap it up for us bud all right so for ryan raga amy i am justin smitty smith thank you for listening to the smitty fm podcast and we will catch you next week that's right keep it locked <laughs>